Welcome to the Bubbles Brunch Cast with your hosts, Aaron and Kayla. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us here today on Bubbles Brunch Cast. I'm your host, Aaron Ambergy. And Kayla Maynard. And today we have an interesting topic for you. Um, not, uh, you've probably heard of them, but it is the Turpins, the Turpin children and the parents, the whole family, what they, what they went through, uh, their backstories, all the above and where they are now. Um, just, a some, some listener discretion advised it is is pretty graphic is that a fair yeah that's pretty it's pretty awful um it's it's not good i hadn't heard too much i don't really pay attention to the news i hadn't heard too much about this until um i started researching for this week yeah and oh my god (laughs) there's so many ways that i just went what when i was doing this um and I was just like, oh, my God, I just want to hug everybody. But, you know, that's also probably a little creepy. So we won't do that. <laughs> strangers. <laughs> no, no. Especially COVID. Germs. Germs. <laughs> so many germs. Um, so many germs. But, yeah, let's just jump right in. Jer- so Jordan Turpin was 17 years old when she um, found herself crawling out of a window of her family's home, hoping to save the lives of her 12 siblings, herself and her 12 siblings. And this was in January of 2018. She'd been planning this escape for two years. So the yeah. patience she must have had. Could you imagine? Especially when, for a 17 year old. Um, 15 at the time started planning this. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I can't. She started it. Um, well, I guess her and her siblings were involved too. Um, from what I understand, the parents threatened them and said that if you try to escape, you're going to die. Yeah. Uh, they still decided that if trying to escape, they were going to die either way. Mm-hmm. So trying to escape was the better idea. Yes. Um, they found a cell phone in the house somewhere, like an old cell phone. She took that with her and ran out and called the police. Um, when the police got there, um, she showed them pictures that she, you know, was smart enough to take on the phone that she took. Mm-hmm. Um, and showed them kind of the abuse that was going on. So they would believe her. Because no one's just going to believe like, oh, I'm 17. I've been locked in this thing for this long. Um, and like, hey, you need to save my like 13, 14 siblings. Um, yeah. And here's also the thing that gets me. Like some of the kids, the kids ranged in ages from 2 to 29 when they were found. Mm-hmm. The cops went in on a welfare check mm-hmm. and you know found this. Some of them were shackled to beds with chains and padlocks. A few of them were so malnourished they looked like young teenagers. Usually the the adults, the older ones. Um, so they were they were grown people. They you grown, know grown up people. to age twenty nine at this time. Yeah, and looked like young teenagers because they were so malnourished. Mm-hmm. Um, concerned that. So, let's see. The whole case centered on them being mistreated, mm-hmm. malnourished, um, abused, obviously, um, mm-hmm. because I consider chaining a child or an adult, anybody really, chaining someone to a bed with a chain lo- chain and a padlock, um, abuse. Yeah, um, most people would. 
it, their parents did this to them. That's the messed up part. They had a total of, I think, 15 children. They had 13 children. David 13 Louise children. Tur- Turpin had 13 children. Yeah. Raging, in, this is in 2018, raging in age from 2000, uh, tw- I'm sorry, two. I'm <laughs> two thinking, to trying 29. to say 2022 because I'm, um, I have COVID brain. I don't have COVID anymore. Fear not, guys. Um, it's just the brain fog lingers on. She's back to the healthy, but the, 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 oh, see, I don't, I've not even had COVID. I have brain fog. I think it's just 30. Is that, is that our life now? I'm scared. um scared real scared so the neighbors almost never saw the children outside the home and when they did see them they noticed that they were extremely pale the media didn't talk unless they were spoken to they were Mm -hmm. probably thinking they were just like well mannered at that point Mm -hmm. but there's a difference between well mannered and terrified yeah so they uh, it's not based on manners and politeness they were just scared um Let's see. So a little back, little backstory on the parents. David Allen Turpin was born in 1961. Used to be a computer engineer. And then he met his wife, Louise Ann Turpin. Uh, maiden name Robinette. And she was born in May of 1968 at Princeton High School in Princeton, West Virginia. The couple married in Piersburg, Virginia, and in 1985 when David was 23, and Louise was 16. Ew. That's a little red flaggy, too. So, like, they were high school sweethearts. A little groomy. High school sweethearts, um, it sounds like, or she was in high school. I hope to goodness he wasn't in high school, considering he went on to be a... Yeah, he went on to be a computer engineer and all of that. Maybe he wasn't, um, which makes it extra weird. Like, what are you doing hanging around a high school, my dude? In the 20s. Like, were you a teacher? Creep. Were you just a janitor? Creep. Were you just hanging out? Creep. Yeah. (laughs) None of those sound good. And maybe it's just that, like, well, this wasn't too long ago. So, I mean, I know we talked before about, like, things being different in different times. But this wasn't that long ago. It was still probably pretty creepy. Uh, Yeah. No. A little bit of a nay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So, they were allegedly Christians and had multiple children as part of their beliefs that God called them to do so. Which, not against religion, you're always, I mean, any religion, any group of people, I mean, even atheists and people that don't have religion, they're gonna have their bad seeds that try to give the rest of them, um... Well, sure. A bad name. Kind of like what we talked about with the FLDS. We're not talking about the religion itself. We're talking about these people who claimed to be in that religion. I don't really think um, I was raised in Christianity uh, back home as a child. I don't really remember any part of that Bible saying, chain your children up to a bed. No. Remember? No. Don't remember it. Don't, don't remember. I remember I went to Catholic grandma. school for six years. Don't remember that either, do you? Nope. Uh, I rem- yeah. I remember my great grandmother telling me you can't wear pants to church because that's how old fashioned she was, but she never threatened to chain me up to a bed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but- so... People using Christianity as a shield is is not okay. I don't know if they used it as just a shield in well, justifying their abuse, know. but that's what they said. They want that well, they wanted to have so many children, so they had I ten daughters really and three sons. Yeah, I don't really know that they were super into it anyway because when they quit, 
their religion, I think, is what, what I found. They dabbled in swinging, which, nothing wrong on swinging. I think we've also talked about that. I don't care who you bone, who you don't bone, as long as there's informed consent and adults. everybody's an adult. Yeah. Consenting adults. That is don't the care. biggest thing. Uh, so the family lived in Fort Worth, Texas until 1999 and then moved to Rio Vista, Texas. That's when stuff got weird, I think. I mean, it was yeah. probably already borderline weird, but this is when the documentation I found um, started. So in 2007, they moved 10 of their children into a trailer on their property. It didn't say what kind of trailer. I don't know if it was just like an Airstream or like a trailer trailer. I can't imagine um, 10 kids are going to fit in an Airstream, though. Uh, they kept the, they just kept the two youngest in the home with them and then put excuse me the rest of them in there they brought them groceries usually it wasn't enough to feed all of the children though so they were starving um, at that time Jordan was seven or six six mm-hmm. or seven she was real little um, I'm sure they were all actually real little from starvation but like age-wise she was little um, she said there was a lot of starving and she ate ketchup mustard or ice just to eat something um, that's messed up. That's that's a horrible thing for any one person, let alone a six-year-old, to recall. Yeah. Um, after they left that property in, I think, 2010, mm-hmm. neighbors found beds with ropes tied to them inside the house, along with dead cats, piles of garbage, and actual feces from these people. So they were just um, living in squalor, in deplorable conditions. Straight up. It was not living. It was surviving, I imagine, um, somehow. I don't know. this, And this was their entire childhood. And they kept having children in this time, I'm assuming. Because Mm -hmm. the rate age ranges were like 2 to 29, I guess. So they Mm -hmm. kept having kids. So they had kids, their last one in 2015. So yeah, they were still having kids up to the point when they got caught then. Or around then. Yeah. Right, Right around then. Yeah. Math-wise, who hates math more than me? <laughs> Nobody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's messed up. In 2014, it just got worse. They moved to Paris, California, which is, I guess, where they were caught, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, the neighbor said the children were silent and less spoken to. Like children whose only defense was to be invisible would skip rather than walk and appeared malnourished and pale. Mm -hmm. Um, They refused to let their family see the kids, which makes sense because they probably would have told on them. Yeah. And been like, nay, nay, you're doing something messed up. Or they would have come in and seen the horrible conditions. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah. And another sister said they'd been concerned about the children's weight. But Louise Zant. So the picture, the family pictures posted on Facebook made her think that they were one big happy family. So if he's from, if they're from West Virginia and then they're living out in California, I feel like that's a good way to kind of distance themselves. Yeah. That get a lot of distance between you all. And it's easy to fake stuff on Facebook. Uh, especially if you threaten them like, Hey, we're not going to feed you at all. We're barely feeding you now. We're not going to feed you at all if you don't fake smile yeah. for this picture real quick. Yeah. So the children um, apparently did not spend all their time in captivities. Uh, photos emerge of the parents and 13 children visiting Disneyland in uh, nearby Anaheim, California. 
the boys and girls were dressed in matching Disney t- t-shirts. David and Luis have an affi- affinity for Disney for the park. The vanity phrases on their two couples' cars were D-Land and D-L forever. So, I guess Disneyland. 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 I, yeah. That just somehow makes it worse in my mind. Like, I didn't think it could be worse, but, like, that just seems like a mind game to me. So, if you Google, like, Turpin family, you'll see them with, a, like, their wedding. They're renewing their vows in Vegas mm-hmm. with all everybody dressed up. Or them, all the, them at Disney World. But it's just, it's just, just what it was. It was a front. It was not. So, the moral of this this story is: don't believe everything you see on on social media. Yeah, it's um, not the. It doesn't show the whole story. So yeah, maybe they were at Disneyland, but then they got home and were chained to the bed. So, and that's the thing: it's like that had to have been like some type of mind game for the kid. Like we were just outside yesterday. What did we do wrong? Why are we back in here? Yeah. Um, they said they, they would be better this time or nicer this time or if we were good. So, like, what did we do? It's a whole bullshit. I, I don't. And, grr. Like, some people just shouldn't procreate. And it seems like not that I don't I, not that I ever hope that there's not a, a, a child doesn't come into this world. Don't get me wrong. But people just some people just don't need to be parents at all. Period. No. And it sounds like these two did not. Like, no. That's not... You can't just take your pick of the litter. I mean, like, well, I'm going to keep these two and put the rest of you in the closet. Yeah. No. That's not how it works. You, you're a parent. You're a parent. Anything that comes out of your body or anything you put into someone else's body and it comes out of them, you take care of. Yeah. Yeah. If you're Unless you can't children, take care of yourself. Yeah. Take care of them. So... Or find someone else that can. There's all... Adoption's an option too. Just mm-hmm. don't keep doing it and then mm-hmm. throwing them in the closet with the others. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they had been planning to move to Oklahoma around the time of Jordan's escape. Uh, she had overheard them speaking about the move and decided to call the police. Um, Good move. Good move. Yes. So Jordan Turpin is a freaking hero in the story. She's. Who knows if it would still be going on if it weren't for her bravery? But by 2018, the. The Turpin children have been planning on their escape for more than two years. On January, 2000, January 14th, 2018, two of the girls left the house through a window. The older girl, the younger girl, sorry, age 13, became frightened and turned back. But Jordan, then 17, got some distance away and called 911 on a deactivated cell phone she had brought with her. Uh, so, just FYI, you can still call 911 on deactivated cell phones. Yeah, and I think that's a great function that they have on them. Yes. In I really nine- do because yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. Um, in a nine one one call, she told the dispatcher that she and her her siblings were being abused by her their parents, and that the smell in the house was so bad sometimes she could barely breathe. When the police, when the first police officer arrived, Jordan showed him photos of conditions of their house. So she's like Kayla said in the beginning, there she was smart enough to take pictures and keep them, and somehow hide the cell phone from them. That's another thing that I like. I think at this point they've been doing it for a couple of years. They probably thought we've beaten them into submission. They didn't say anything when we were at Disneyland. They didn't say anything when we we're out here. We didn't, they didn't like because these children are legitimately scared from what I could tell that they were just going to be killed. Wouldn't you be? If they said, yeah, absolutely. I would be terrified every day. And that's not, that's no way for any person to live, let alone a child. For sure. 
So deputies of the Riverside County Sheriff's Department raided the home, stating they were there for a welfare check. Okay, that's fair. You mean, yeah. Someone says, hey, this is going on. I'm going to want to look at that, too, especially if there are pictures. I guess they were late in the house, said they were there for a welfare check. I don't know if they... Because... If, I want to. I want to feel like the parents should have been really scared at this point, but I don't feel like they were smart enough to be scared. They are probably just like, I think we're just good. I think we've got away with it this long. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing. We're just gonna keep doing it. They're gonna see our kids are fine and they're gonna go away. Well, they had to have known that th- what they were doing was wrong because they kept the kids like sequestered away from, uh, isolated from everyone, and shackled. And like shackled. you don't shackle someone just for fun. See, well, I mean, I'm sure someone does, <laughs> but no. No normal person shackles someone just for funsies. I'm sure, I mean, that's fine, too. You do you, boo-boo. No one one shackles a child um, just for fun. Like, God, I hope not. No one, no same person. Hey, that's the correct statement there. (laughs) The sheriff's department said that Louise was perplexed as to why we were at the residence. Inside, they encountered the house reeking of human excrement, decaying garbage, dead (laughs) pets, moldy food with every surface covered in trash later they found the other 12 children one had been shackled to a bed for weeks and appeared the other two's bed the other two had been uh shackled until just before the officers arrived so they were let out and they use this as they use the shackles and chain ropes and stuff they tie them up they restrained them as punishment um, what what could any child do to be shackled to a bed for weeks? But I'm also a mom. Like, I don't believe in whipping my children. I don't. Um, Especially since yours could pummel you to the ground. He, he could, but he's not. He would never. He's a good boy. <laughs> he's a good boy. But <laughs> so he him, could. Him, him good boy. <laughs> him tall boy, for sure. <laughs> he could. Him good boy. But no, um, there's there's nothing. There's nothing that ju- yeah. there's nothing in the world that justifies being restrained like that. Um, no. no. Children were found with bruises on their arms, appearing frail, caked with dirt, because they were only allowed to shower once a year. Oh, that's an oh. And if if they washed oh. their hands like above their wrists, they were considered playing in the water, and then they were chained up. Uh, the children were so malnourished that deputies thought all were under eighteen, when in fact. Seven were over 18. The house contained hundreds of journals written by the children in their lives. Because um, they didn't have, like, toys or games or stuffies in the house. But they were allowed to write in their journals. And that's it when they were locked in their rooms. I would be terrified to write in my journal if I was grounded for washing my hands for too long. Yeah. I would be terrified they're going to read my journal and see me going off about them. Yeah. (laughs) And they're going to kill me. So, for years, the parents had imprisoned, beaten, and strangled the children, allowing them to eat just once a day, shower once per year, like I had said. Oh, no. So, they were deprived basic human rights. The older children appeared much younger because of malnourishment. The 29-year-old weighed just 82 pounds. I'm sorry, I haven't been 82 pounds since elementary school. I was about to say, I haven't been that since, like, high school, but I was on a lot of ADHD meds that don't let you eat. Yeah, but you were, you've always been smaller. But I, I'm double that now. I can't imagine going back to, I can't imagine, I, I can't. Just the sheer amount of 
no in this story. Just just no. Just yeah. no. Just no. The 11-year-old child had an arm circumfer- circumference equivalent to that of a four-month-old baby. Oh, my God. Uh, for example, and some appeared to lack basic knowledge of how the world works because um, they were so isolated. The, they obviously weren't going to school. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, you know, closed off from the rest of the world. Um, they didn't know what medicine and what police were. Yes. So, like... How did she? They had to be terrified. Yeah. How did she I guess know to call nine one one? She might have been one of the ones, because um, but they still must have been terrified. Like these people come bursting into their home. Can't imagine what their parents have told them about the outside world. Oh, for sure. And now they're getting taken away, and by these people that are like, and their mom obviously like she was confused as to why they were there. Well, acted confused. Uh, well, okay. Maybe she's a good actress. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to be a good actress. But they were acting for years before this, too. Yeah. That's that's the thing. So, we, when they picked... When the police came to talk to Jordan Turpin, apparently she she had said... They said, are you on any medicines? Medications? And she's like, what's a medication? What's that? She didn't know what medications were. Wow. And she was 17. And, it, and here's the problem, though. It doesn't end here for these children um a lot of them spend several weeks in the hospital um and then six of them were put into foster homes i mean obviously they were in the hospital because they were an adult was 82 pounds 29 years old 82 pounds super malnourished there were issues yeah there were a lot of issues um but they were put in six of them were put into foster homes the ball was dropped again like so they felt they so they had they been felt, fallen under the radar for so many years because they'd moved around so much. And mm-hmm. they just thought that they were being homeschooled. Which, I think if you're going to homeschool your kids, maybe you should um, have to have a welfare check a couple times a year. Yeah, like by the, or something. Like, have social workers come and do a welfare check a couple times a year. And say, you Give know. Give them, like, a test. Like, the standardized testing. Yeah. I'm sure most homeschoolers have to have the standardized testing. I know, like, my siblings were homeschooled with my, like, my biological father and my stepmom. Uh-huh. For a while, they were homeschooled. And they had their whole church. They had a homeschool group. Uh-huh. Um, so, I know a little bit about it. Not too much. Um, just enough that when my dad said, hey, I'm going to try to talk your mom into homeschooling you guys, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> but, um... And your mom's like, I don't think so. My mom's like, you're making more work for me for who to what now? <laughs> um, but no. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a lot better now than it was, um... Some, some can be great. Some can be not so great. I think a lot of them have groups that they do trips with. And this, that, or the other. I know one, like my realtor, I think... Um, she homeschools her children. Her children are tiny little geniuses, and it's amazing to see the things that they do because um, they'll go on trips with their homeschool group or to the museum or to this or that or the other. Mm-hmm. They have field trips, and it's amazing. But obviously these parents were ones that would definitely need such a check. Um, and you can never yeah, be I'm, sure. So I'm not even something. saying make it illegal to homeschool your children. I'm saying yeah, you say, I'm going to homeschool my kids. Well, then here's then fine, but you have to do a welfare check twice a year. I'm a just, surprise welfare check. Like, that'd be great. Not just, A surprise not a welfare one. check. Yeah. Yeah. And then if, well, if you don't have anything to hide, 
if you're like your your mom your dad and stepmom or your realtor okay great oh yeah for sure come on in let's let's do will oh i'm check. agreeing for yeah. sure because it's stuff like this that like like i think i said before it takes like an ounce of bad to outweigh a pound of good yeah so. it only takes one one bad apple to ruin the bunch yeah and which is gross um but like so they fell they fell under the radar here and then it gets worse yeah like it how is it even possible to get worse i didn't know until i was doing this that like some of the kids were put into foster families uh six of them i think five of them were adopted by an abusive family in tw- October of 2019, five of the younger children were adopted by an Avisa family who further tortured them or tormented them. Um, allegations included hitting them in the face with sandals, pulling their hair, hitting them with a belt, and striking their heads. They were forced to eat excessively and then forced to eat their own vomit. And the foster Ew. father was accused of grabbing and fondling them and kissing them on the mouth. Ew. The foster family was arrested and charged with abusing multiple children in their care. So... Not only that, but, I mean, their parents were also charged with, I want to say, 14 counts of... Parents, uh, Dave and Louise Turpin were sentenced to 25 years to life uh, in prison after pleading guilty to 14 charges of torture, adult abuse, child endangerment, false imprisonment, and more. And they don't even have the possibility of parole for 25 years. I mean, that's great. I am a support... Again, I think we've talked about this before... I don't really have an opinion on the death penalty. I'm sure in some cases it's needed. I think it should be humane, not like how we used to do it. And like, they used to sentence people to be like, hang by the neck until dead. No, let's not do that. <laughs> um, but I think in cases like this, when someone imprisoned someone or they held all of these children hostage, I think they should get a taste of their own medicine. I really do. Yeah. Um, I think it's more more just. I mean, yes, they are a drain on the taxpayers' dollars. I know a lot of people get upset about that, and that's that's valid, absolutely valid. But also, I think more of a justice thing, so these children don't um, feel like. I mean, we've already failed them twice, right there. Yeah. Um, we don't want to fail them again, and I think it's just more of a. We understand this horrible thing happened to you. We're not going to let it go unpunished. And we're not just going to, we're going to make the crime fit the punishment. I don't, I don't think it's more of a, anything other than that. Oh, excuse me. Hello. It's okay. Um, (laughs) So in early 2020, the Riverside County Deputy District Attorney reported that the children were living independently, working, going to school, and one even had graduated college. However... So not only were they abused by their foster parents and their adoptive parents, an investigation for the NBC News Magazine 2020 chronicled the case for November 21. Uh, it's called The Special Escape from a House of Horror. Reported some services, some of the, I'm sorry, some of the Turpin children who are now neglected by the Riverside, Riverside County Social Services. Some are homeless and none may use the hundreds of thousands of dollars donated to them. The money was placed into a trust. Okay, which, okay, that's fine because they don't I, know how. They didn't know what police police people. They policemen. don't know how. To, they're not going to know how to use the money. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's fine. But I think some of them are finding it exceedingly hard to access this money. 
Some are like couch surfing just to have a place to live. A lot of them, like they're aging out of foster care. They're aging out of a lot of things. So they're finding it hard. They've been, that's the third failure right there. We're not supporting them the way they should be, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joshua Turpin said he could not access funds and was denied the purchase for a bicycle. Like, he didn't even want a car. He wanted a bike. All <laughs> kids should have a bicycle. Yeah. During an interview with Diane Sawyer in the 2020 special, Jordan Turpin said she was released without warning from the foster home with no life skills and no plans for housing. So she aged out of foster care and, and she was just toodles. fucked. Bye. Now she does have a, t- a TikTok account. You can look up Jordan Turpin on TikTok. Um, so that's uh, if you want to learn more about her. Um, according to this report, the Riverside County hired a private law firm to investigate allegations of abuse by social services. I mean, are we surprised though? And I'm not saying anything bad about social services. I'm just saying, are we surprised that it's still difficult for them? Because it seems like every turn these children have had has not been a good one. No. Um, I mean, the system is broken already. Overworked. Social Very workers are overworked. overworked, underpaid, underfunded, understaffed, all the above. Much like our teachers. Much like our teachers, but... That'll be another podcast. We'll get there. <laughs> That's a podcast for another day. <laughs> um, in July 22, the Turpin siblings filed lawsuits in California's Riverside County Superior Court against the foster care a- agency that placed them in a home where they were nearly, where they were allegedly subjected to further abuse and neglect. Two nearly identical lawsuits were filed, with one representing uh, the two older siblings, the other representing the, the four younger siblings. Riverside County Foster Family Network child and ChildNet Youth and Family Services were named as defendants. So, the foster care agency... So, from my understanding of foster care, you can... There's, they, go, they can either go through the state or they have agencies. So it looks like the agencies were defended. The failure. Yes. Yeah. And of course the state. The state failed them. The system failed them. Again and again and again and again. And it's just. There's just a lot awful. of failure. So much failure. I think we've said, I've said this a bunch before. And I know I've said it a bunch today. Just do better. I mean it's not that hard. Um, to just be a decent person. Yeah, it may not be the best for you in the moment, but there's, I get, I get angry when I hear of a lot of people like, well, if I did this, I would lose like this much money. Well, if it's what's right, grow up. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying parenting's easy. I'm not a parent. Oh God, no. I mean, yeah, Kayla, Kayla will tell you parenting's not easy, but they had to. They went out of their way to be extraordinarily horrible Shitty parents. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you have to go out of your like. They obviously, like, I understand maybe the mom was just like a bad housekeeper. That could be why there was trash everywhere, or whatever. But to continue and to continue and to continue to have children, and then not feed them, and but you take them to Disney World just because you love Disneyland, like yeah. Well, that's, just to make yourself look good. Yeah. That's got a lot of planning behind it. And it's not just something that happens. I don't believe. No. 
she's like uh, Jordan Terpin had reported she had never been out like out of the house oh my god uh, despite receiving $600,000 from generous strangers in the cross country, the Turpin children have had difficulty accessing the money. Yeah. Questions as to why. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, like he said, they're couch he surfing, a- they're going to the bike. churches for food. That should be something, like, that's a no-brainer. If someone puts, it's kind of like how GoFundMes and stuff, if someone gives someone money for something, that's what it should be used for. These pe- These children need housing. These children need food. They need the basic necessities that are being denied to them because a their parents were shit. They were not set up to even, and they were not set up to figure these things out for themselves. So yeah. it's not like they can just go out and do it. Um, and they were not, and they're aging out obviously. So they're not getting it from the system. Um, some people have been generous enough to set that money aside for them. Um, and it's not being used for what it was supposed to be used for. And that's infuriating. We need to do better. As a comp- as a as a nation, as a state, as we need to look out for one another better. And this just goes back to what I've said before: if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. If your neighbors, if your if your neighbors aren't, if something is fu- funny, or is bubbles from, um, yeah, like if you trailer if park boy says has- fucky, <laughs> if something feels fucky, it's probably wrong. It probably is. Yeah, if your neighbor has 13 children and you never see a single child playing, something's wrong, okay? Maybe you call see something, in for say something. Just a little bit. They're, they're anonymous. It's fine. Yeah. I'm sure we've all done it at one point or another. I know I have. For ch- uh, neighbors with their children out in the street at 11 o'clock at night, unsupervised, in mm. diapers. Oh not big God. children, in diapers. I'm not a cr- crazy lady. No. I'm not, not these neighbors either, so if you're listening, it wasn't me. Um, it wasn't this neighborhood. <laughs> it wasn't this. It was been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Just do better, be better, see something, say something, all of the, the things, but I don't have anything to add. Do you? Nope. Uh, that's about it. Uh, follow us on social media at Bubbles Brunchcast uh, for Insta and, and TikTok. Bubblesbrunchcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, concerns, corrections, topic suggestions. We're all ears. And like and su- make sure to like and subscribe. Thanks for tuning Bye. in. Bye. Well, that was the last call for this episode of the Bubbles Brunchcast. Please subscribe and tune in next time. We will be serving it up all over again. Enjoy your week. <laughs>